0: the Rocks is not a licensed marriage counseling service. Our opinions and methods work for us, so your results may vary.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to our 17th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. I'm Seth. Everybody just heard me probably (laughs) swallow that.
0: That was a big gulp of a shot there. (laughs) It was good. I was trying to control it, and I
1: realized as
0: I had it in my mouth, it was going to sound really loud.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So um, every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we chose to uh, do a shot and a beer. Mm-hmm. And so we did uh, blue kamikaze shots.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, a little different than normal kamikaze. Yeah. Um, you add the blue carousel, <laughs> I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, so it's just, it's vodka. We added, a, a typical kamikaze has vodka, triple sec, and, and lime, juice. lime juice in it. Mm-hmm. So we just added the blue Carousel, or it looks like Caraco on the yeah. bottle, but it's the bright blue uh, liquor that you can get. So mix those together over ice and pour them over shot. Yeah. And it's awesome.
1: It's good. It's really good. Um, and then the beer that we chose is, uh, well, a birth- it was a birthday it present was a birth- it
0: was from our neighbors. <laughs> from our neighbors, Sean and, Sean and Jennifer. And Jennifer. Yeah. So
1: thank you again. Um, fat but tire Fat Tire. Fat Tire is one of m- our favorites. It's, it's
0: your favorite. Isn't it's it? my
1: favorite go to beer, mm-hmm. especially. At a bar, you know on on, on draft, uh-huh mm-hmm. it's just it's so good, I love it, yeah. and there for a while here in Oklahoma, they didn't carry fat tire yeah. out here, yeah, and so it wasn't until last year um that they started carrying mm-hmm. it, and so
0: yeah, fat tire didn't want it um, sold in stores where they didn't have refrigeration,
1: yeah, so anybody out there that <laughs> that has A regular liquor store that I was always used to has a refrigerator in it. Mm -hmm. Well, in Oklahoma, as of right now, they don't have different October. Yeah, they don't have refrigerators, but in October they're they're changing and finally updating to the times of everyone else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I used to have to bring. It was like smuggling drugs over the border because Trent and Jason wanted new Belgian beer. Yeah, and so if they knew I was driving out to visit, we'd have to load up the trunk with. A few cases a of bottled fat tire, uh
2: huh,
0: um, on whatever request they had, and bring them out here. Yeah, now yeah, they can get their own damn beer.
1: <laughs> um, and well, and then we went to we did go to Tour de yeah, Fat. Yeah, Trent and Tracy
0: came up to Colorado right at the same time that Tour de Fat was happening over that weekend. Yeah, it was because it was they, a bronco.
1: It was a bronco game that yeah, weekend. It was a and, season opener, mm-hmm.
0: and they were doing Tour de Fat that weekend. They just finished it in Fort Collins the week before and then it was down at Denver in Denver at, yeah was it Wash
1: Park where did they do no, it no it was it was one of the it was city, one of the parks. city parks. it wasn't it wasn't Wash Park so.
0: um, but anybody that's not familiar with Tour de Fat they do it in Colorado do they do it anywhere else outside of Colorado
1: i believe they do i don't know
0: where else they do it yeah cuz
1: it's a tour i mean i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah but i don't know like where i don't know where, where exactly, where exactly they hosted. go though yeah um, but everybody brings their bikes out and it's uh-huh. a very high priced beer
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: but you get to try any and every new belgium type Uh of beer they have so yeah it was uh it was a fun day yeah fat tires really good beer though Uh it is a good go-to yeah craft kind of beer yeah for sure
1: um so last week we talked about health and fitness which what we're having to drink today kind of goes out the window when it comes to that yep um and we say not to drink Beer yeah. really, if but you're trying to lose weight, yeah, get into shape.
0: Beer will hinder that. Yes. We're already in shape, so we can have beer.
1: <laughs> so do what we say, <laughs> not what we do. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to be talking about man caves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I shared I shared an article this week, and it was
0: based on the lack of reaction. I would say a lot of people
1: didn't probably didn't disagree for it. Yeah,
0: with where we come from. Uh huh. When it comes to the man cave.
1: Yeah, and it said that, you know, how a man cave can ruin your relationship. And, I mean, I think we, we think that it definitely can. And we don't, we don't, he doesn't have a man cave. Mm -hmm. And everything that we do, we, it's just another piece to the puzzle. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, like like we've said all the other weeks that, it's those little pieces that keep uh, our relationship the way that makes us happy. Um, And especially comparative to our previous relationships, knowing and doing what we feel is best. This is another piece of that. Mm -hmm. And it's not a, it's not done out of fear. It's not like, well, I don't have a man cave because if I did, we would have problems. It's the desire to have my own, space space to get away from you mm-hmm. doesn't exist. Yeah. And I think that that's what and, and 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 we'll back up a second because on the articles there's all kinds of articles that talk about how great it is. Mm-hmm. How
1: There wasn't actually a, well, lot, a whole lot. There wasn't it. a whole lot that talked about how great it was mm. actually. It was most of them were either ooh look at these cool man caves. Right, um, and there are some freaking awesome, oh, some awesome man in. caves out there, mm-hmm. but um, but mo- but there was the other ones that were against it.
0: Yep, yep, and I, I think that whenever you, I think it's important to kind of define what the definition or mine or our definition of a man cave is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a sports memorabilia area. It's not a bar in your house. It's not the theater room in your house. When we talk about man cave, it is, or she shed, or whatever. Yeah, dumb, either one. Dumbass yeah, term they have for it. could
1: be a man, a man for a man or a woman. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Your
0: own designated space. Mm-hmm. That's really what we mean is that that kind of childlike, you know, boys clubhouse, the He Man, woman hater club. Yeah, like
1: little rascals. Yeah,
0: this is where I go to get away from you. Uh-huh. Um, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a shared space that's. You bust out at parties and everybody goes down and plays yeah, cool beer pong and pool or, and yeah, those are awesome. We're yeah. not talking about that at all, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, your your loft that has the games in it and or that theater. I'm really seriously just we're talking about that area where I do, I created and designed my own area to get away from my wife and kids mm-hmm. or my husband and kids or whoever that is. This this divisive separate house within a house and this escape that you have. And once again, you know you're you're, you're gonna find a lot of people out there that tell you that having your own space is great mm-hmm. and everyone needs a break mm-hmm. and and going back to some of the things we said when we started this podcast was great marriages don't think that way no you I can't think of an instance where I would be like you know, I just need a break from you. And once again, we acknowledge that that is abnormal.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that nobody else feels the way yeah. we do. <laughs> Most people
0: don't feel that way. huh. And so if, if you're trying to hear things that you want to hear, that you spending time away from your partner and you developing your own life and you developing your own space to get away from mm-hmm. the pressures and stress your, your partner or your family brings in a relationship... I'm not going to tell you that yeah, because so, I think I it's just I mean, disturbing. you can go
1: ahead and listen to any other podcast, yeah. that relationship podcast that does promote that kind of stuff, but yeah. you're not going to get it here. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm not. We're not going to talk about, you know, the, you know, I, I I always make fun of the, you know, relationships take hard work because uh-huh. good relationships don't.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and I think that this is another one of those pieces where going back with how you probably begin your selection process of a partner and what you draws them into one another, a lot of these man caves or she sheds are things that come out of of uncommonalities within the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think that most, you know, like you, you mentioned all of the different, um, you know, like a theater or a sports room or game room, game room yeah. or whatever. And I think that most man caves end up being those little spaces where yeah. where the guy, I guess, decorates that space himself and mm-hmm. and all that. And I guess it could be even, I, I guess, it, those spaces could be a man cave. But, like, so I, I just think about, like, with you. Mm-hmm. You have your office right, with decorated and everything Red Sox. Mm-hmm. But it's your office. It's not
2: when, a place where... Yeah.
1: You escape to get away from me.
2: Well,
0: and and you don't, we don't do different stuff from each other. Mm -hmm. I don't have, the only thing in there is work and decorations. Mm -hmm. I have my, since I work from home, my work computer's in there and that's where I'll go for conference calls or to get work done.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But at the same time... There's a seat in there for you to sit in there with yeah. me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Right across the desk. Mm-hmm. It's not this no girls allowed yeah. area.
1: Well, now there's even stuff that I mean cuz we just recently went to Boston and did mm-hmm. the Red Sox stuff. So we have the tickets up yeah, and from our tour and morning. it's, you know, stuff that for for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that you're the the Red Sox fan, you know, diehard fan, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I can't like it too.
0: Right. Yeah. And when when we, when we were having the house built, we knew I was going to be working from home Mm -hmm. and we knew that I would need an office. And that's one of the reasons we built this floor plan was so I could have an office. But when I, I don't, I'm never like, okay, well enjoy watching TV. I'm going in my office to do fill in the blank. Right. Um, And some people, you know, you can sit there and think, well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, actually, I do. <laughs> um, my previous marriage, we purchased a home. We purchased a very large, big, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. And the main reason that I wanted that home was it had a 1,300-square-foot basement with a built-in bar, a built-in theater, a full bathroom, and a full bedroom.
1: Yeah, that that basement was huge. Yeah,
0: it was, it was... The, bigger than some people's houses. houses.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Uh,
0: But it was, that was the biggest selling point. It was the only thing that the previous owners had done to the house Mm. was he had turned that
2: into his man cave.
0: cave. Uh And I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this would be perfect. Mm -hmm. And my initial intent, I think the initial intent I had was I wanted to turn it into kind of a movie theater room. And I had plans of it being an entertaining area, Mm -hmm. but the house also had a loft, and so it kind of organically if you were going to think about entertaining the loft overlooked the main floor, so it made more sense to uh entertain in this open area now, we never once entertained at all Uh um, so it was all pointless and it had that big party deck out back too
1: yeah, it was a Um, nice house
0: so there was plenty of spaces to entertain and hang out, but it was pretty much quickly realized that the, uh, the basement was mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't go into it with the, the intent of, I need my own space separate from you. A lot of that kind of backed up to when her and I had had conversations when we first got, well, when we were first looking at houses was when I was in the military and they had, uh, we were moving from Florida to California, we knew we were going to be living on base, mm-hmm. which is a great deal for any military member. You get a free house with all the utilities paid. You only have to pay phone and internet, but they cover electric water, trash, all that stuff. And so they usually, have, based on the size of your family, depends on what size house you get, mm-hmm. um, which is fair and makes sense. But they didn't have any two-bedroom houses, and there's only three of us, so we knew we were going to get at least a three-bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we had been living in two-bedroom apartments the entire time. So, we were really kind of trying to figure out, like, well, what are we going to do with the third Another bedroom? room. Uh-huh. And I had, I, you know, I was a guy, and most guys or kids, I think some of us, especially that grew up in the 80s, we collected stuff. I had sports memorabilia, not just Red Sox stuff, but I had uh-huh. all kinds of sports Ozzie memorabilia. Yeah, I was a huge Ozzy Smith fan. I had uh-huh. tons of Ozzy Smith memorabilia. I had basketball R- Dennis memorabilia. Rodman. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had autographed Dennis Rodman stuff. I had. All the comic book stuff. I had a ton of collectibles. And this was all just sitting in my mom's attic. Yeah. And I didn't want it to just sit in my attic. I just didn't know what to do with it. So I was like, well, if we have a third room, you know, little Seth will get this room, we'll have the master. I can put all my collectible stuff in there. But it wasn't to turn it into this... I didn't own a video game. Mm-hmm. I didn't own the NFL package. I didn't. I didn't have the guys over for poker night. It was mm-hmm. not... To have my own space, it was really just a place to showcase my stuff. Yeah. Which, more or less, would be opening the door and saying, oh, hey, visitors, check out all of my stuff. That Mm -hmm. was really what it was. And it was like, we don't need to buy any decorations because I have all this collectible stuff. We could, you know, bid shelves and put the toys. You know, I just kind of wanted it to be basically kind of a replicant of my childhood room of having all of the stuff that, you know, I was nostalgic about it. Meanwhile, she didn't have anything like that at all uh-huh. from her upbringing or her world or, or any of those type of physical attachments. Uh-huh. And she was like, no, we're not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, what are we doing there? And she's like, well, we're going to do, um, an office slash guest room. Cause we didn't own a computer at the time either. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, what if we end up getting a four bedroom house? And she was like, no. I said, well, what would we do with the fourth bedroom? And, I can't remember exactly what she came up with the answer for that. But I said, then I realized, okay, well, for argument's sake, let's say we get a five bedroom. What (laughs) could I do it in the fifth bedroom? She's like, no, that'll be my scrapbook room or or something. And, And so then it just kind of turned into this, I'm like, okay, well, what's the limit? Okay, well, what if it's a seven bedroom? We have seven rooms in a house. <laughs> Can I have one of those to put my stuff in? And the answer was no.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so then it just hit this this ridiculous point where I'm like, okay, let's say we win the lottery. <laughs> oh my god! And we get a billion dollars, and we buy this hundred million dollar house with fourteen bathrooms and twenty six bedrooms. What are we gonna do with all twenty six of those bedrooms? Can I have? just one of them to put my... No! I mean, and it was just... There was no (laughs) hypothetical, crazy-ass example of her agreeing to let me have this area for my stuff. Uh So, fast forward a few years, we're looking at these houses, and over time, we begin to dislike one another more and more, and we weren't spending as much time together with more and more. And so the the basement man cave thing really wasn't an argument. It mm-hmm. was, I think she wanted to kind of dictate what was decorated. And, and initially, since it had the movie theater down there, I wanted to get the theater seating and I wanted, you know, some, you know, cool classic movie posters. So it looked like a theater and I wanted a popcorn machine. And yeah. and I, I really, and even then my intent was for us to watch movies down there.
1: Uh huh. It was together as yeah, the family, as a family right. to
0: watch, cause we, we ended up buying kind of the half moon, theater recliner seats with the consoles and the cup holders and, and all this stuff. And it was really nice. And that, that was the plan. Um, and she's like, no, I don't want a bunch of tacky movie movie posters down there. So I had all of this Red Sox stuff and while she was at work, I just put it all up. (laughs) I just decorated the entire thing myself. Uh Um, and it took her a few weeks to even realize I did that because she wouldn't come down in the basement. Really? Yeah, so, oh
1: my gosh.
0: So I had everything up. I had all my movies down there behind the bar and I had the biggest TV at the time was a 64 inch. So mm-hmm. I got the the big, you know, projector 64 inch basement TV from Best Buy and had them set it up there and I had the surround sound in there and
1: yeah, that thing was heavy. That TV, yeah. It was awkward <laughs> and weird. To, and... to get it back, or move it mm-hmm. from that house to the small Inglewood house. Right. Well,
0: and we've moved that, and Seth owns it now. I know. Yeah. I've had that TV since, what was that, 2008?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. thing's 10 years old. Wow. He's still using it. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, and so it, it was really just kind of, you know, making it this, I wanted it to be a place for us, uh. You know, it was, was it during? Yeah, we, it was during the playoffs, actually. The Red Sox were in oh. the playoffs that year. They didn't win the World Series. They got knocked out by the Rays. But
1: oh, because it was the year after that they won. That well, Didn't they, they didn't, win the year before? Yeah, they won in yeah. 2007. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so uh, I, I wanted, I had the MLB package, so I wanted to watch the games down there. Mm-hmm. and And it was just a fun area for us to do family stuff and she refused to like even be a part of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I realized that I I didn't I didn't create the man cave as a way for me to get away from my wife. The man cave came about so I could at least do the things I wanted to do mm-hmm. because she had made it very clear that I wasn't gonna do what I wanted to do around her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you can put that label in, and you can look at different relationships and people may be listening and, and and a light bulb may be going off. Yeah. But a lot of it really goes back to how little we had in common. Yeah. Um, I was getting into video games mm-hmm. again as an adult and Seth was old enough that he was playing with me and it ultimately ended up being, when I was with her, it ended up being really our man cave that's where he and I played yeah. video games and he and I watched movies and um and and it it wasn't really just this well I've got to go I want to go downstairs and watch Reservoir Dogs and you're not into that because you want to watch chick flicks mm-hmm. or anything it would we would be upstairs and she would want to watch some chick flick mm-hmm. on the little tiny TV upstairs I'm like well I I'll, let's watch, let's watch. I'll watch the chick flick with you. Let's yeah. just watch it down Downstairs. in the theater. Yeah. I'm not going down there. You know, she just wanted nothing to do with it. So
1: that's so weird too. Cause I mean, well y- you see it on like uh, house hunters and mm-hmm. stuff. Guys intentionally look at houses and they are like, one of the most important things is that I need to have a man cave. Right. So where's my man cave space? Yeah. And you weren't like that, no. Uh-uh. And and you wanted to have her involved yeah. and and everything, and then she was the one to sever, I guess. Yeah. The
0: well, and and it, and it became this. It became a very visual way to not spend time with one another. Mm-hmm. And you you can look at loneliness in relationships, and you can. You know, even something as simplistic as picturing a couple sitting on a couch at both ends, not communicating and watching a TV show, and one of them is completely disinterested. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uninterested. Uninterested in it.
1: Either one, I think.
0: You know, and I would sit there. She loved all the reality competition shows, and I hated that crap. I still do. And Mm -hmm. maybe because of her. her. Uh Um, But I hated, you know, whatever, the voice and dance with stars and... American, the American, Idol. American Idol. yeah, all uh-huh. that crap. I did. I had zero desire to watch any of that, but I would sit there and watch it because she basically to avoid a fight.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't
0: want to watch it, and she knew I didn't want to watch it. But if I was to go down to the basement, it was going to create a fight. And so then,
1: when did when were you able to escape and go go when down I quit there, caring? there? Oh, okay.
0: Well, it became easy once I lost my job uh-huh. and I was unemployed. And when I finally got reemployed, I was working nights.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh And
0: so we were on opposite schedules. So it was easy for me to be like, put put Seth to bed. You know, she went to bed at eight, nine o'clock at night and Mm -hmm. he'd usually stay up later than her. So I'd put him to bed and then I'd go to bed or then I'd go down to the basement and stay up all night Mm -hmm. playing and I would just fall asleep down there. And so it became, it morphed into these different things. It wasn't just a man cave. Mm -hmm. It became my home within the home. I ate down there, I slept down there, I watched TV down there, I watched movies down there. Um, a lot. Of, I, would, I would say about 40% was with Seth, but the other 60% I was completely by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it was becoming more and more apparent that we just didn't really have anything to talk about, mm-hmm. You you can call it... I don't even refer to it as I finally put my foot down. I just gave up. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't matter if she was mad. And I'm like, well, I'm not sitting up here. I'll be down in the basement. Mm-hmm. And then I became the bad guy. And it, you, I was st- I was stuck with the choice of... Do you sit up here and do something for four hours that you don't want to do... With someone that really could care less if you were alive? Or do you just go down and do what you want to do and fight about it? Mm-hmm. And it just became... The lesser of two evils in my mind of, well, I'll just go down there and, be, and and I'm trying to remember exactly what I've said before about the, the loneliness piece of how I think that people don't understand how lonely you can be with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, at least down there, it's an escape. Mm-hmm. I'm watching what I want to do, what what, what I want to watch. I'm playing the video games I want to play. And it became not really an alternate reality, but it was a way for me to get my mind off of how, I guess, awful. Mm -hmm. Even at the time, I didn't realize how awful it was. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of my way of coping with this is my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, But even still then, it was still like, well, do you want to come down and watch this or you know, this movie just came out. I rented this. Do you want to watch it? No. And so I was just saying, all right. Yeah. But I think that a lot of guys that that I've talked to or I've known, and I don't, I don't want to throw everybody in the same basket because I think that there is a, and once again, in normal marriages, which aren't very reflective of, you, of what we currently have together. Mm-hmm. I think that in, in normal yeah. marriages, some people may be successful finding that balance. Yeah. Um, I don't want to try to find that balance. I don't have anything I need to balance now.
1: Yeah, and we because we get along and we Mm -hmm. like to do everything together. I know that like me with me and my ex, we (laughs) are. I remember one time his mom coming over to our apartment and being like. Well, you can really tell which side of the living room is Crystal's and which side is his. <laughs> uh, you know, just because of
0: where your stuff was. Yeah, and, well, yeah.
1: because you know, I had everything decorated real nice, and he had his DJ equipment mm-hmm. and flyers, you know, raves and stuff. Up. Right. And yeah, and it was like his own little man cave corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. That that's as much space as we could have at that time. Right. You yep. know. But, but
0: yeah, and I think that the in, in those shared areas there is at least the the non it, you're at least physically in the same area.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Even if you're doing yeah. two separate things. Now, I'm not saying that that can be more or less lonely.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: it can probably be equally as lonely when mm-hmm. you're still in the same room with nothing in common with the person or or whatever, but it became a a visual way of saying we aren't spending time together in yeah. any way, shape, or form,
2: uh-huh.
0: um, and I think that it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical man cave. I, I know, I know people that, you know, the husband's watching football, and the wife goes in the bedroom, turns on the TV, and lays down. Uh
1: huh.
0: That's the same concept. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it has to be this. This typical quote unquote man cave or she shed it can mm-hmm. be any room in the house mm-hmm. if you have a partner that you don't have anything common on and every time they start watching the game, you hop on the phone with your sister and go sit out on the back patio or sit out in the garage it's the same thing yeah um, and so I think you can you can look at it through several different lenses, but it, it's really that 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 physical type of presence of i'm not doing this with you mm-hmm. because a you aren't interested in it. Mm-hmm. B. I don't care if you're interested in it. C. This is my thing and doesn't have to be your thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or D. It's just one of those things we we don't have in common. Mm-hmm. I have this and she has that, and so you start to see people kind of making excuses as to why they do it. Mm-hmm. But I think that you know once again in, in in normal typical relationships that that there's they they balance that. But I think my my pushback and question with that is. If you're balancing that and you aren't spending time time together, I, w- I would like to know, A, how intimate you are. How, how often are you having sex? Yeah. If you guys have gotten used to having your own quote unquote thing in your own world,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're not sleeping with one another. No. Not, as, not as much as we are. No. And being with someone in the same physical space, on the same physical couch, experiencing the same physical things... So those simple things keep things intimate yeah. you're you're more likely to you know have an intimate conversation or interaction with one another if you're in the same freaking room
1: yeah, I know <laughs> even if it is just you know putting my head on your shoulder mm-hmm. or something or holding hands during watching a movie yep you know it's and and it could be any movie it right. could be you know it doesn't have to be like a romantic movie or anything like that mm-hmm. it's just we we're here with each other for each other all the time Mm -hmm. and we we enjoy it we love we love spending time with each other
0: yeah and and like we say with everything else it's effortless it's Mm -hmm. not it's not a forced thing i'm not sitting there once again we, we have so much in common i don't feel when i'm doing things with you that i'm missing out on something else mm-hmm. we watch football together yeah you're even as though big have, of as a bronco yeah. fan as i am a Patriot. yeah even fan. though we
1: have separate teams i so feel yeah. like
0: and i i've just because of us living in colorado i've seen way more bronco games over the last seven eight years than i have patriot games mm-hmm. um well let me take that back because the patriots have gone to the super bowl more so i've probably seen
1: oh god i've
0: probably physically seen more patriots games just because they always win
1: oh my gosh <laughs> You're a brat.
0: But you know, it, it it's it's not one of those e- even being a fan of the same game but two completely different fans. Mm-hmm. Teens, I'm not yeah. like I'm going to the basement to watch the Patriots while you watch the Broncos. Yeah. E- even in something that could be divisive. Oh my gosh. I guess but... if if I was
1: a Raider fan, <laughs> oh, yeah, I wouldn't be with you. <laughs> 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 we
0: wouldn't be together. <laughs> But you know, I think that even even in those, as stressful and as because you don't really get to celebrate because we're not we're not petty uh because. yeah. I'm not, like, in your face yeah. when something bad for your team happens or good. And uh-huh. and for the most part, when we're not playing each other, we root for each other's yeah. team. Uh-huh. It's really only once or twice a year for a little bit. It was once a year and then, or once in the regular season and once in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Oh, I know. That we would face. Gosh, and it was just it so sucks. stressful. because very stressful.
0: You knew somebody was going to bed not happy that night. <laughs> yeah. So you better have sex <laughs> yeah. before, you know, <laughs> yeah. before the game. Before the game. Because somebody was going to be upset. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, the, even in those scenarios though, we, we go through that together. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and like I said, I, I don't feel like I'm missing out. And part of the benefit I have is you aren't into things that I dislike mm-hmm. and I'm not into things that you dislike. It's mm-hmm. so, well,
1: I know, and we have, we have different rooms in our house where, like we have the Red Sox room, mm-hmm. we have our um, travel room, our travel room, our travel room. We is everywhere that we've been together, right? And then we have the comic book room, and we both love all of that stuff. Well, and I think,
0: and and that's the the funny thing about it is is yeah, I can, I guess, take the blame or the ownership of the Red Sox room, but the comic book room really came about because of how we mutually agreed to decorate. Little Seth's room in yeah. Colorado. Uh-huh. We were trying to figure out what to do because when I became a single parent, I just kind of threw stuff that he was into in his room. Uh-huh. He had skateboard stuff and movie stuff and rock stuff. It was just kind of a, a collective thing of of things he was into mm-hmm. in his basement room. And then when we were in the apartment, we just kind of made it all baseball stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then when we moved into the house in in Roxborough we were like well what what should we do to his room and and uh we had had you know we were doing a lot of comic stuff with Dana and Darren at the Mm -hmm. time and you had found some cool comic art yeah and we were like well let's just do comics we've got we've got stuff that I've collected we've got stuff that you found Uh that we could use and so we bought and one of these days we'll do a a house tour yeah all of the viewers uh-huh. doesn't really listeners did not do you any good to see what the house you're not going to see what the house looks oh, like. Oh, I know. <laughs> but so you'd have to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. But we'll kind of I guess show off what we what we've done. But when we came when we moved to Oklahoma, it was like, well, that was the one room we didn't need to redo. Uh-huh. It was like we can get some new stuff and make. Yeah, it look I mean, we got but, some
1: really cool new stuff. Yeah. for it. So.
0: And so uh, so we just but I think people see that and they're like, oh, this this was, we can tell who decorated this. And it's like, well, no No. (laughs) time out. And even in the Red Sox room, Uh I mean, you got the rug in there. Mm -hmm. We picked out the desk together because it's an office. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not a man cave display room. It's just an office where we
1: pick out everything uh, together. And
0: and that's even, we get that with the rest of the house. Oh, you can tell
1: Crystal
0: decorated this. And Uh it's like, well, okay, yeah, but <laughs> we, we actually, I picked that out, you know, or, or that one, that yeah, piece of art or somebody or be like, Ooh, this is nice. Where did Crystal get that? And I'm like, well, Crystal didn't get that. I did, you know? And so it, it almost kind of becomes this, I'm not really offended <laughs> by it, but it's kind of irritating that it's in. And, and once again, it's, it, sh- it is reflective of how everybody else, everybody else is uh-huh. most typically, most guys have Dick to do with how the house is decorated. Uh-huh. And I think that that's where the man cave kind of comes from. Uh-huh. And that, once again, going to my previous marriage, that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. She would ask me, well, hey, what do you think of this? And, you know, it was that, it was that typical TV sitcom thing that you see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which color do you like, brown or green? Um, which one's going to not get me in trouble if I pick? Okay, green. If you like green, I need you to say that. I like Brown. And it's like, okay, well then paint it brown. Yeah, but you said you like green. And it's like, I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. Uh-huh. And it would turn into those those typical types of fights and arguments that you you tend to see your people in normal relationships have. And so it was, okay, well, the bedroom's decorated the way you want. The kitchen's decorated the way you want. The living room's decorated. The dining room, the kids' room, hallways, all that. I at least get to decorate with my, my stuff,
1: space, yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: and so I think that you you tend to see that, mm-hmm. um, as kind of a control thing. Of, if I want to at least be responsible and control of this, and I think that a, probably a lot of guys go through what I went through, where they're like, I don't care what you do with the rest of the house. This is this is what I want to do, and I think that whenever there's kind of this this pride and sense of ownership of yeah. I, I decorated this. And yeah. I, I made this. I know. And I'm handy. And yeah. I, I made this little bar over here, and, mm-hmm. and I put up this display case, and I made that with my hands, and, and I show it off. And I think that there's plenty of guys that do that. That it's not. They don't use it as an escape from their party. Yeah, it's really their their show off room, and it is a group when they have a party or they entertain. And once again, that's not what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I think those are great. Mm-hmm. I th- think that and that's what we've done with the outside. Yeah. is it's I think people could see it and they see, you know, maybe the cigar stuff and all that and you know, and it's like well this is a guy.
1: Well no, it's not. A guy lounge. Yeah, it's girls not. can smoke cigars too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's it's just something that we we have done together. Mm-hmm. Um but I think a lot of people it's you know, one partner doesn't care as much as the other does and so they just try to be supportive or give the answer like I did that's gonna get you in the least amount of trouble or cause the smallest fight
2: mm-hmm.
0: when sometimes in a guy's mind you're just like i don't care you you do whatever you want, I will live with it mm-hmm. um it, but when you and I got together it wasn't the it wasn't that type of feeling it wasn't this i don't care how you decorate, and mm-hmm. I knew that pretty early on that we were gonna i wasn't gonna <laughs> need my own space away from you. We did did everything together. We played video games together. We Uh watched movies together. We watched the same TV shows. And and it goes back to what we talked about in one of our early episodes about just making sure you have things in common with one another.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, I will say, though, and uh, (laughs) the only... Are you bringing up my rug? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, so when when Seth first moved, when he got divorced and he found a, a house to rent, he... Was decorating his new little space. I was trying to be
0: responsible. I went to Ross.
1: And he went to Ross and he got this little found rug. A rug. He's like, man, he's like, I just thought this was really cute because it had...
0: Um, it messed my furniture. It, yeah,
1: it was a brown rug and it had these leaves on it. <sniffs> leaves, he thought. <laughs> no, well, he opened it up and it's footballs.
0: <laughs> it stayed there the whole time, too.
1: That was so funny. <laughs>
0: and my football rug.
1: Yeah, that was the only uh, uh decorating decision that I would question for you. <laughs> but it was funny and it it's a good little story to talk yeah, about. My mom made fun of me for that for quite a while, too. Yeah. She I thought did. the
0: bottom, it was you only saw half of the football, mm-hmm. so it looked like the top half of a, a leaf. A leaf, right. And it was rolled inside out, so they were white. Mhm. And so I thought, "Oh, this is a it's a cool neutral color." <laughs> It's going to go with my brown chairs.
1: Yeah. It'll look
0: good on the hardwood floor. I roll it out and I don't even think I realized it was footballs. Until I, I rolled, came until over. you came over and you're like, I why did you so. get a football rug? Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? I got a leaf rug and then it hit me that, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh my God, the entire <laughs> thing is footballs. footballs. Little footballs. <laughs> They're little footballs. Yeah. Laces out though. All the laces were out.
1: <laughs> That's so funny though. But
0: actually, no. The laces weren't out. That's why I couldn't tell. <laughs> they were right down the middle. That's why it looked like the the veins on a leaf. leaf uh-huh. yeah. Very confusing.
1: <laughs> You're funny.
0: Yeah, I didn't even want to get rid of that. I wanted to find some place to put it. I know it was such a big part of. I sold it in the garage sale. Somebody bought it for like five bucks, <laughs> which I think was more than I paid for it at Ross. <laughs> nice.
1: It <clears throat> was on clearance too. I think. Yeah, you I said. got it
0: really cheap. I was like, oh man, look at this cool leaf rug.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, everything that we do together—it's—it's together. It's, it's, together. it's mm-hmm. just that, and we—we we just feel like if you—if you don't want to spend time with the person that you're with, then find <laughs> out why. Yeah,
0: why is that? And and I think that, and I—I I, I have even a really difficult time figuring out exactly what even happened in my last marriage mm-hmm. because it didn't start off like that mm-hmm. we didn't go on the first date and realize we didn't have anything in common and that we were going to be miserable with one another
2: mm-hmm.
0: i think that i think that she i whether it was her fault or my fault i had the perception that she was that we had more in common than we did mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because we were young and it was, well, I don't want to, and we even hear people, you know, near our age dating. They're like, Oh, I went on a date and we have nothing in common. Yeah. but The person they want to date with has no clue of that.
1: Yeah. That's what is.
0: And so that's kind of, I, I, I use the term duped and I know that sounds kind of harsh, but I, once I realized we didn't have anything in common, I felt duped because Mm -hmm. I had spent the first you know, two to three years of marriage thinking we did have things in common. And then the boom gets lowered in the middle of an argument that we don't have anything in common, that what you've been experiencing, the shows you've been watching, the time we've been doing these things, you have not enjoyed at all. And I had no idea you didn't enjoy it. So then it's like, okay, well, how, how do we move on mm-hmm. knowing that you don't ever want to watch these type of movies again, but I still, the desire for me to watch that's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can do that with, with different things. It's like food, you know, and, and she didn't like Mexican food. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm not going to never eat Mexican food again Yeah. because you don't like it. So that means that occasionally we are going to be eating separately. Mm-hmm. And then it was trying to find those opportunities to do that. And I think that whether it's, it's food or entertainment or time or sports or whatever it is. When you find something that you're attached to or you enjoy and you like doing and your partner does not,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you start to seek out opportunities to still do those things or spend time, you know, eating that, seeing that, watching that, enjoying that, whatever that is. And as you tend to seek that out, you you start getting more and more separate from your partner. Yeah. And I it's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's Sometimes it feels like an overnight thing because you wake up and you're like, when was the last time we even did anything together?
1: Gosh. That
0: wasn't because of the
2: kids. Yeah.
1: Or
0: kid. You know?
2: Uh-huh.
0: And it's like, well, we did this. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't enjoy that. Well, we just, you know, we just sat down and watched this movie and I, yeah, that was the movie you picked. I didn't want to watch it. I wanted to watch this.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And and then you start okay, well then okay, no, okay, let's look back. Not just when we did something together, but did something that we both equally wanted to do at the same time. Well, we went out with these friends. Well, they're your friends. They're not my friends. I didn't want to go out with them. And and then you start kind of doing that, and you're like, oh, my God, it's been years since we both actually just genuinely enjoyed the moment that we had together doing... Just amongst each other. Yeah, just with each other, Uh whatever this is. Uh And I think one of the things that sometimes can isolate us um, with friends that we have is we don't need other people to have
1: fun a a good good time time. Mm
0: -hmm. we we can go out and experience life and go to eat and go watch a movie and go to a game and go golf or whatever it is that we want to do together and we don't need another couple there Mm -hmm. and i think that 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 some people
1: do need that
0: some people do need that Mm -hmm. and i think that that was one of the things that started to happen in my we got along really well when we were with other people oh um
1: and so that's why other people if it was
0: somebody she wanted to be around. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And that's why other people when you guys did decide to get divorced other people were like, "Oh my gosh. I I thought that everything yeah, was fine." I can't fine. believe, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Be
0: because we needed that that external distraction and support and and kind of acceptance and 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 and, and being in the whirlwind of I have my man cave, we aren't having sex, we don't have anything in common. Being around other people that were going through the same thing was comforting. Yeah. Because it was like, oh my God, thank goodness, Mm -hmm. I'm as miserable as, or they're as miserable as me.
1: Well, I know, and then sometimes, well, I think you end up surrounding yourself with people that, you know, are are like yourself. Mm -hmm. And you end up feeling better about yourself if they... Or just a little bit worse than you are, you know? Yeah, like, oh, I may be bad, but at least I'm not as bad. We're not as bad as they are. Well, they're only having, we're only having sex once a month, but they're having sex twice a year, you know?
0: Yeah, and and you start overanalyzing people. And then I did the same thing that, you know, we've had people confront us about. Where I would see a couple that was happy and be like, they're not fooling anybody. There's something going on. (laughs) And, and I was wrong, uh-huh. you know, because I wasn't experiencing life the way that they were.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was just assuming that they were miserable and they were faking it or they were lying or that they weren't, or that they were dis, disingenuine about everything or that it was just not real, mm-hmm. that there's no way, there's no way that they're happier than me. There's no way that I've been married for 12 years. They've been married for four And I I would do the same critical thing looking at new marriages. Mm -hmm. You've only been married how long? Yeah. Wait till you're married seven years. Oh, Mm -hmm. wait till you're married 10 years. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And everybody you talk to, whatever, however miserable their marriage is, they have the wait till Uh statement. You guys have been married how long? Oh, you guys have been together how long? Oh, yeah. Me and my wife have been together for 20. Wait, (laughs) wait until you're together for 20. (laughs) Then then try to watch a movie together. Yeah
1: everybody says that. yeah
0: and it's like okay I I can't fast forward to 20 years but you know all I can say is you'll see
2: yeah I <laughs> mean know.
0: and you know and people you know said that the first few years of our marriage well you're still in the honeymoon phase uh-huh. okay well are, is the honeymoon a decade long I mean I don't know what to tell you <laughs> yeah. how long because we're still in the same boat that we were then and yeah. we've had when I say ups and downs, I don't mean within our relationship. We've had challenges,
1: sad things
0: happen, things around our life. Uh-huh. But once again, not self induced, right? Um, and so when we say ups and downs, we don't mean ups and downs that were caused by us. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they're not self inflicting.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but we, you know, we've had loss, we've had grief, we've had, you know, financial uncertainties at times. We've had. You know, the stress of buying a house, of selling a house, of building a house. Mm-hmm. And, and that was another thing when we built the house. I think that...
1: So many of the, like, the contractors yes. and everybody...
0: Were waiting for us to fight. Yeah. <laughs> we would go to those things. Be like, all right, well, we want this and that. And, you know, if it was a guy, like, at the paint store, he'd be like, Oh, did your wife give you the list of paints to pick out for the house? <laughs> and it's like, no, we, we decided what we want. And you agreed on it? How long did that take? It's like, like that. Yeah. We knew we wanted to do this color. It was just finding the one.
1: Are you sure that you're going to pick this out without yep. your Yeah, and then
0: I, I would go, and so since then, I was working from home, I would like the lights. Uh-huh. I would go, and I had to go and re, and change the order on the lights, and they had a new set in that you hadn't seen.
1: No, I thought we saw it,
0: but... Yeah, but we'd already picked out another one. Uh-huh, but so you I made told the, the lady executive the light, decision, yeah. just change it. I said, it. just change the light order... I know she'll like that. And they all these three, four women at the counter looked up at me.
1: Well, then you called me. and No, then... you
0: ended up calling me. Oh,
1: is that what it was? Well, I
0: was standing there. Because oh. I, oh. I sent you a picture uh-huh. and said, hey, these are the new lights I picked. And
1: I and called you. And I'm, you were I'm like, I love them. Yeah. And so <laughs>
0: I, I said, after I sent you the text, I just told the lady. I said, well, we'll just do that. And they all looked up at me and one of them was like you're brave and i was like no i just i know what my life my wife likes and they all just rolled their eyes mm-hmm. like yeah right and and then they made some kind of snarky comment about you know my husband doesn't even know what shoe size i wear mm-hmm. i think that's a good question even people listening if you're do you know what shoe size your wife wears
2: yeah. but,
0: and so when i made that decision they were all like okay and you could tell they're like we're going to be changing this and yeah. then right whenever we're You called me and you're like, I love him. And I was like, yeah, I know. And they were like, okay, well, good on you, you know. Yeah,
1: that's funny. But it's,
0: you know, once again, just kind of a a testament to what you, what you should have in common and what, what getting along actually
1: Well, okay, so, and I don't know if there's any answer to this, but I'm trying to think of like what, what I would... Like recommend to a woman and a you know a married couple, I guess that they do want to have a man cave or their own space, and then um, like what I don't know what I would tell them. I one because I think that some women can be pretty witchy about their husband trying to decorate stuff. Oh yeah, and they have to be in control
0: firsthand. Yeah. Where they just completely dismiss the guy's perspective because they're a guy. Yeah. It's, it's actually, and I, I don't even believe in these things, but it's a very sexist type of approach to, uh-huh. we don't know what you're talking about. You're a guy.
1: Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Well, maybe stop being so witchy about that stuff. And then maybe he would want to spend more time with you. Right. And not have to feel like he has to escape and have his own space that he can decorate himself. Yeah,
0: but then you've seen the, the women that have zero decorative oh, ability gosh. to think they do. <laughs> That's and true. they watch some dumbass video on Etsy or see something on Etsy and then they Pinterest crap and it looks awful and then the husband's like, Yeah, I got my own man cave because she can't decorate for shit. <laughs> and I ain't sitting up there in that pink nightmare of a room.
1: But how many times is that? How often does that happen? I think it happens. You think more, it happens yeah. more than...
0: More than... Because I don't think guys talk about it. A guy's not going to tell his wife, you did awful decorating this, so I'm moving down here. Yeah. But, you know, we've we've been in people's spaces mm-hmm. and seen it, and, and, like, the guy's area looked way better than...
1: <laughs> more clean. Yeah, and... than her
0: stuff. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh my gosh, what the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell yeah. is
1: this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I guess it's hard to say what I would tell somebody else to to do. And, and aside from well, find and, someone that has a lot in common with you, well, and, and I, I I think the
0: answer is is actually pretty simple. I think that if you if you're wanting to have an area where you can do things that you want to do that your partner doesn't want to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge that, you know, if you're in the middle of it, it's not, you know, I, I, I think that, that typically people hear us and they're like, you know, their answer to everything is
1: get a divorce. Get a divorce. <laughs> if
0: he wants a man cave, it's leaving. Uh-huh. And, and I don't think that's it. I think that it is, you know, just taking a step back and figuring out what that balance is, but mm. part of that balance and, and what, and once again, I do not regret my last relationship falling apart in any way, shape or form. But I know that there's other people in those relationships that, you know, for whatever reason are trying to cling on at this point in time and and don't want it to fall apart and are trying to, you know, quote unquote, make it work Mm -hmm. and get back on track and all these things that people say work, but realistically, I don't think they do, um, is moderation. Handle it in moderation. You, you know, if you have to watch Sunday football, Mm And and what we tend to see though, and this goes to the moderation, is, you know, even today we were listening to some Bill Burr comedy. Yeah. Did you catch what he said about how he does football?
1: Yeah, that his. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I I kind of I kind of agreed with him with the, uh, to a point, I guess. But we like to watch football together. Yeah. So,
0: but what he said was he DVRs. Three oh, I games. didn't hear what he said
1: that about he, that. he
0: said on Sundays during football season uh-huh. he watches the oh, I'll start on Sunday on Sunday he DVRs three games uh-huh. during the day he watches one Sunday night game Sunday night live then he watches the Monday night game Monday mm-hmm. then Tuesday he watches a pre- one of the three he recorded Wednesday's one of the three he recorded Thursdays the Thursday game Fridays the last of the three third recorded game he watches in Saturday's college football. Oh, wow. But even if he only watches one college football a game, you're talking at least four hours a yeah. day times seven. I mean, you're, That's 28 hours that you are in the same house with your partner, but not doing, and he said his wife hates football.
1: Well, I would, I probably would have to agree with her, yeah. but I, <laughs> I agreed with what he said about... Like, I leave you alone if I don't have... Well, that's whenever he was talking about their friends. Oh. Uh, like, whenever she had their girlfriends uh-huh. come over. And yeah.
0: That, you know... Yeah. Why would he stay there? And
1: Yeah, if he doesn't have anything mm-hmm. in common with, with them or whatever. Yeah. But... And why can't she just leave me alone? But I didn't realize that he's watching football that yeah, seven freaking days a much.
0: Week. <laughs> he's watching football seven days a week. And then on... Saturday, he watched college all day.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I think that that's where it's, pick a freaking team. Yeah. Who's your team? Yeah. Or, once again, if you guys have in common, watch football seven days a week. Yeah. But I think that, you know, that's kind of pointing at the guys, and I know a lot of guys. I see it all over Facebook every day, and we're getting into that season. Yeah. Ladies, get prepared. Football season's coming, in. However many days, and just leave me alone until February. You know. Well, there's a lot of is.
1: ladies now that are into it, at least, or are at least they, they say. Really I am, or I mean, I can't really watch a whole lot of football here in Oklahoma. Because yeah, but you
0: are a a fan of a team, uh-huh. and I'm a fan of a team. Uh-huh. What I see a lot of times are women are fans of players.
1: Yeah, because they're hot or whatever. Yeah. I know. And so
0: it's. You know, They'll they, follow like, that. So I really liked it. I got into football when this guy played for this team, so I don't care if he's on the Broncos or the Jets or the uh-huh. Patriots or the Browns. That's that's my team now. It's okay yeah. when well, you're not a real fan. You're- well,
1: I thought that it was funny when Eric Decker, because all of the women in Denver absolutely loved Eric Decker mm-hmm. when he was a Bronco. And then you know they end up following his wife on Instagram and stuff like that, and she's real pretty too. But... They end up following all of, like, their little story or whatever, but mm-hmm. then recently
0: when... He's with the Patriots and he ain't making the team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when I found out that he was even, gonna, you know, a thought of being a Patriot, I wondered what all of the
0: Yeah, what Broncos, all these Broncos... These quote-unquote Bronco fans thought, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and, were, and
0: I, I, know, I know that there are real legitimate female fans out there. Yeah. Of all kinds of sports. mm mm-hmm. um, The best way to tell if a female fan is a real fan is if she likes or dislikes the WNBA. (laughs) Because most real female sports fans still don't like the WNBA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's mean, though. (laughs) That's really mean to say that. (laughs) Most
0: women don't even like it. How many WNBA
1: games have you watched? None. (laughs) Maybe one when it first came out. We'll we'll watch watch football, baseball,
0: basketball, whatever. Hockey. Uh huh. You ain't watching WNBA. You've never even brought up. Ooh, hey. Oh, the I could. I couldn't even name one WNBA team if you asked me to. I w-
1: I would watch women's f- uh, softball, fast fast pitch softball over the WNBA. But that's because I played softball.
0: Yeah. I think the thing that is interesting about softball to men is you see women doing something that you can't do. I can't throw a pitch like that. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know any dudes that, well, I, I guess I, I do know a couple of guys that played fast pitch softball, uh, but that I think that that's something that's very intriguing uh-huh. is watching somebody, yeah. anybody <laughs> do something. It just so happens that it's a woman uh-huh. doing something that you can't do. Yeah. So I, I get the appeal of that. Uh-huh. And even watch, I like watching some of the college softball yeah. World series stuff with uh-huh. those girls because it's so yeah. competitive. They're so good. Uh, yeah.
1: It's cool. Uh, <laughs>
0: um but yeah i i think you know the, going back to to the question of of advice would you give somebody i think that be beware if if you haven't had that physical space mm-hmm. that's yours I, I think part of it's questioning well why do you want it mm-hmm. why, why are you wanting it and and i kind of walked everybody through my process the initial one was well I just wanted a place to put my stuff I had you know at the time 30 years of my life that was just sitting in boxes that I wanted out mm-hmm. that I was attached to that I appreciated I knew my son appreciated it and I knew that friends I had would appreciate it.
1: Well I think that I think that brings up a good point too like with me with my ex I understood that that's what that was very important to him. Mm-hmm. So I let him do that, you know, and right. I think that if you're going to balance it out, mm-hmm. that that it, that it's important. Yeah, to, and, and I th- to I, know the appreciation and know why he, why it's so important to him.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that if I go back to my initial, you know, hypothetical situations, I was throwing her with you know million dollar houses and fourteen bathrooms and twenty seven bedrooms or whatever. If she would have just given a little at that point, it would have at least planted the seed then that, oh, cool, I I, I would have a little bit of control.
1: She cares. Yeah. yeah. And there
0: was, you know, call it compromise, call it <clears throat> care, whatever you mm-hmm. want to. There was a little bit of leeway to where I could still remain attached to the things that, that you know, I held dear to me, mm-hmm. even if they were dumb possessions. Mm-hmm. Um but to put your foot down in that manner is basically saying I don't care mm-hmm. at all. I don't care about what you're into. I don't care about what you've collected. I don't care what meant something to you. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't think that people realize, and we were young. at. I mean, we, we're early 20s, so mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, you, you're not going to, I would hope someone that's my age now wouldn't have that reaction to that. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think the youngness of the age factor plays, you know, a big piece of, of some of those arguments and discussions and issues that we have. You would hope. Yeah, I would that. hope. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I think that, you know, just being able in and, and what you said, understanding and recognizing that something means a lot to your partner, giving them the, not really space, but you know, giving them that, that verbalization and, and, Visual okay that, Mm. you know, what you're into, that's great. I I support that. Even if I don't find value in it myself, I value that it means something to you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably the way better way to handle it initially Mm -hmm. than we're not putting your stupid shit in a house. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh why do you need your own space? And I Uh think that we don't really talk a lot about compromise because... Unfair to people listening. We don't compromise. We don't have to because we don't have to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I think for somebody that's looking for advice or opinions or guidance on compromise, they're they're not going to get it from us because mm-hmm. we don't. That's a challenge we don't really have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, on on, and I wish I could even relate it to you know eating out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We, we don't, <laughs> and I think that that makes some of what we say completely un- unrelatable to somebody that's, I
1: know, but that's it, going it's, through that. It's unrelatable, but I think that because of our previous experiences that people can appreciate and understand that we have been there. Right. We have been through awful relationships. It's just that you're probably still in that awful relationship oh. and we're not. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, I guess, the difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I think that with with the guys, it's going back to saying, well, what, why, a, why are you wanting your own space? What's what's the reason? Is it because of of things that I said? Are you relating to that? Is it well, you know, I did the same thing. I've been collecting, you know, whatever my entire life, and I just want to put it out on display and i want my own space my wife decorated a b c and d areas of the house and i just want one little corner that's that's my stuff yeah i don't think there's any harm in that at all because like i said that was my initial intent and that's different as i keep saying from <laughs> this escape escape and wife is not allowed down here this is my time and and, and men and women are completely equally at fault for those mm-hmm. things um the, the my time can be different areas of the house. It can be different ways of escaping. But if you are visually trying and physically trying to find that escape, that's where I believe the problem becomes.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: that if you are, um, I mean, we've had, we've had friends and, and we currently have friends that are musicians mm-hmm. that you know play drums or play guitar. Or play something. And of course, the husband's not going to set up his drum kit in the, or the living room where the coffee table would go <laughs> yeah. and practice drums. Uh-huh. Whether you're in a band or not, if it's a hobby or it's something you're passionate about, you should have the leeway to
1: have fun with that. Well, I let my ex put his DJ equipment in the in dining the living, area. Yeah, you did do that, <laughs> did you? but
0: and most girls aren't going to do that,
1: though. right? Uh huh. And if we, when we were supposed to get a house mm-hmm. together. It would it would have been in a different room. Right. Yeah, 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 Different. it's
0: kinda of different comparing to what you did in a apartment. Yeah. People would have in a home. Mm-hmm. But I think that you should have you should have the ability, you know what, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go downstairs and practice for a little while. I'm gonna, you know, play this and, and do that. And you're and,
1: welcome to come and join me. Yeah. If you can want can come
0: down there and sit with me, and mm-hmm. if not, that's fine. And I think it's the same thing with whatever replaced the drums and guitars with an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Or replace that with the football game. Mm-hmm. You almost kind of have to treat it with that level of moderation. Though. Well, how, how often are you going down there? Are Every night, as soon as you guys get together after work, do you hustle through dinner and then go down there and you don't see each other again until maybe it's time to go to bed? Or mm-hmm. are you guys going to bed at different times because you're so consumed with your hobby
2: mm-hmm.
0: or this escape that you're that's replacing the time if you look at a normal work day if you are in a normal working environment where you work during the day and you get off of work in the evening and you drive probably in traffic to get home Mm -hmm. and let's say you see each other briefly in the morning when you roll out of bed and you get ready for work at around the same time and one of you leaves or then the other one leaves or whatever it is you may talk throughout the day and text a little bit and then you meet up for dinner at home, you know, six o'clock at night, and then you go and play video games or play music or watch a game or whatever that is for four hours.
1: Mm-hmm. The four, the rest of the four hours when you get off of work yeah, after dinner and everything, that takes up the rest of the whole yeah. night. The whole and your, night.
0: your new routine is now spending eight hours of work, four hours doing your own thing. So that's 12 hours out of the day. Let's say you get an hour in the morning where you're getting ready and an hour in the evening for dinner. Or I'll even give you two hours in
1: mm-hmm. the
0: morning and two hours in the evening. So that's four hours out of the 12 that you spent doing something else. That gives you 16 hours out of the day and eight hours of sleep. Did I do all that math right? I think I did.
2: Yeah, I think so. 16
0: plus 824. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that out of the 16 hours that you were awake, eight of them can't happen because you were at work period. Mm-hmm. But that still left you eight other hours and you really only devoted two hours in the morning and two hours in the evening to do that. Mm-hmm. If, if that, I mean, four hours, I, once again, I go back to what I said about sex. If that's your routine, you're not having that much sex. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. And you know, we've stated before that a lot of sex is a huge key to being happily married. Mm-hmm. And guys, you find out how little you do care about stuff when you're having lots of sex. <laughs> it's really easy to
2: <laughs> you know,
0: to do these things and and it, and it, it becomes second nature and it becomes effortless because you are satisfied on every level and then you find out that you're you're paying more attention to these things and you start to care about these what used to be kind of menial details because you are so happy and satisfied, mm-hmm. even from a completely sexual perspective.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And those things, for whatever reason, tend to mean more. I didn't always care about what color Yankee candles I had in my house.
1: <laughs> I, but we go, yeah, but we we go do to now, Yankee candles
0: I'll bring so it often. up. Hey, hey, the Yankee candles are getting low. You got a coupon? Yeah. Ready? Let's go hit them all. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that before. And I guarantee if we weren't having sex, I wouldn't give a shit how this house smelled.
1: (laughs) We got to set the mood too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Candles are sexy. Yes. Don't get one of them stupid
0: glowy orange lava rock things. Oh God. That's not sexy enough. You need candles. That's funny. You know, I I think that, that that's, that's part of it, but but I you know.
1: But you need you know. a candle for your office and stuff. Well, I've got yeah, I've got my manly <laughs>
0: yeah. pipe tobacco candle in there, and
2: yeah,
0: I like mm-hmm. scents too. Come mm-hmm. on now, <laughs> um, yeah, but but I but I, I think that it all you know, like we said, it all kind of pieces together in there to to uh, you know promote that that happy, healthy lifestyle, and and I, I've said it before that happy is relative. And during when, even when I talk about when I when I tell people or I tell you or I talk on the podcast about how miserable I was, I in the moment I didn't know I was miserable.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, and that's the same thing for me too. Yeah, we yeah. we had
0: no idea how unhappy we were until we realized what true happiness was like. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, it, it's it's it it's very hard when when I talk to people and it's like oh. Well, i've you know I've been happily married for however many years, oh that's great
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, and then you start to get to know them where you see things and they have separate lives and they have little in common and you're like, well
1: are you re- are they really that happy yeah
0: and then mm-hmm. and then they say other things like well we don't we, we hardly ever argue well that's great well we don't ever argue either mm-hmm. but i i I don't think that the level of argument is really you know reflective of how happy you are mm-hmm. Um, because I quit arguing cause I didn't care. Yeah. And we don't not argue because we don't care. We just don't argue cause it doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why you see those articles that are like, you know, not arguing is a sign that your relationship's in trouble. Yeah. I agree with that from the perspective of other, if you've just given up and you don't care enough to,
1: yeah, that's, you're that's just true. ready to
0: walk away. Then you, of uh-huh. course you're not going to argue, but we tend to kind of get offended by that because it's like, well, we don't ever argue. Yeah. Our relationship's <laughs> way better than That's people we BS. know that argue all the time. Yeah. yeah. So once again, I think it's mm-hmm. kind of recognizing where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hear people put these little, you know, we're happy because. And then you just start kind of, you know, not really digging, but the, the relationship starts to kind of reveal itself more and more. And you realize, well, your your definition of happy is way different than mine. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. definition of of a happy and successful marriage, well, I think we've made very clear, and a lot of other people's is, well, she doesn't bust my balls that much, and I get to go do whatever I want, and we don't fight about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's oh, well, that's so.
0: Congratulations, kid, you made it.
1: Yeah, you that have is
0: just plopped down in a mediocre, normal marriage.
1: Right, I know that is just. Uh somebody getting by mm-hmm. it's not going above and beyond yeah. what happiness should truly be <laughs> right yeah. and I guess I mean I, some people are very simple and mm-hmm. that's fine I guess you if that's what you think happiness yeah. is and fine
0: <laughs> and that is to now and you kind of talked about it you referenced it earlier but somebody that fights all the time and hates each other that looks like the dream marriage to them that mediocre, normal marriage looks like the best relationship. Oh, had. yeah! And you, you've had you've had people and young coworkers mm-hmm. that saw horrible examples of marriages that, that were like. Oh, I want that one day. Yeah. Like, want what? Why would you ever want that? Yeah. He hates her. She hates him. They aren't having sex. They don't do shit together. Yeah. Why would you want that one
1: day? Now And now they're divorced. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so. You should not strive for that at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look at example. Like, seriously, look. If you're really wanting to, I don't know, mimic somebody else's relationship. Yeah. Look at somebody that is actually happy and, mm-hmm. and does want to spend time with each other. Yeah. That is what a happy, good relationship should look like.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that one of the, once again, going back to some of the friends that we've seen and know here, one of the things that, the simple things that I see that reaffirms that they're happy is the same thing. They don't have to go out in mm-hmm. groups to be mm-hmm. happy. You can bump into a couple that's off shopping mm-hmm. and running around, and you'll—they won't see us, but we see them walking away, and they're holding hands, walking, yeah. you know, out of the furniture store or something like that. And those little glimpses of just how people just get along with one another mm-hmm. when <clears throat> nobody's around or nobody's looking are some of the bigger testaments. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's not what you see on Facebook. It's not. No what you see on social media. It's not how you see them interact around other groups or at parties or in, in these, you know, all eyes on me settings. It's those moments when people don't know that other people are watching. watching. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you can, you know, either you just kind of tell how they look at each other or things like that, that that's how you can tell who's really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, if you don't see them together, you don't have anything to,
1: to if, you always, if you always, if you
0: always run if you're one of the things that's, that I've noticed sometimes, and I, I'm trying to think if it really has happened since we moved, but we would bump into one half of a partnership a lot. Yeah. Oh, Hey, how so-and-so if you're doing stuff without your partner all the time, we've talked about it in other episodes in specific contexts, but if I'm always bumping into you and I never see your wife or I never see your husband or whoever your partner is. That's a pretty good testament. You guys live separate lives. And mm-hmm. you're, even comparatively, you aren't as happy to me because every time you run into me, my wife's with me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not trying to escape. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to get away from her. I'm not, you know, and I've had guys. I'm not like, dragging you yeah, to do I've this I've ran stuff into at the auto parts store. You've been with me. Ran yeah. into a guy. What are you doing here? Oh, nothing. If I tell my wife that the car's broke, I get out of her hair for a while. I can just come up here and hang out. <laughs> okay, that's awful. Yeah. That is absolutely awful. You know, I, I mow the lawn every Saturday, um, while my wife sits inside because that at least gives me a couple hours of peace and quiet where I'd rather listen to the lawnmower chop grass and her talk, Gosh. you know, and those are things and then they that, take longer doing it. Yeah, too. Take forever to do it. Yeah. They're out just like, Dude, your along. yard's tiny. How have you been out here for five and a half hours? <laughs> yeah. You're mowing, you bagged it. Now you're raking <laughs> and you're blown off the sidewalk and then you're going to weed eat and then you're going to blow it off again. Yeah. And then you're out here changing light but And it's like just coming up with all these excuses to get away from your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: <laughs> yeah. I just don't
0: understand. And I think that that's why we, we, we tend to go back to the if you're not with somebody you want to be with, don't mm-hmm. be with them. Yeah. I know. If you feel like you need a break from your partner all the time, or that's not, not even not all the a time, good sign. just any. Yeah. If you find yourself being like, ugh, oh, oh, I got to get away from this person,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to smother them in their sleep.
1: Mm hmm. Or relieved when they do leave. Yeah, yeah. Because we, you travel, quite a bit, and on some of the trips I can't go with you, Mm -hmm. and it's it sucks. Yeah, it sucks not having you around. It's not
0: a break. You aren't like. And whenever I was in my previous relationship, I traveled and she traveled, and when she traveled, I was always so excited because, and so was Seth. (laughs) Because we would get to watch and eat and do whatever we wanted. It was such a relief and. If you find your... And I think I've said something like this in, in one the another episode. Yeah. But if you find that your happiest moments during the week or the day or time are without your partner. Or because your partner isn't there. That's a huge red flag that mm-hmm. you're with the wrong person. Yeah. Or that you shouldn't be with anybody, period.
1: I know. Yeah. So I think when it goes... When it comes to, <clears throat> I guess... Uh, going back to the man cave and all that if if it does if you do find yourself wanting to escape and all that it's it's really not a good sign and maybe you should have a talk with your partner Mm -hmm. and and tell them you know hey you know maybe invite them into your man cave and (laughs) yeah
0: and if they invite you show interest
1: yeah yeah show some
0: interest Yeah. and and it's not it's not Acting or pretending like you're into something you're not, mm-hmm. but hear them out. Yeah. See see what it's all about. See what they enjoy. And 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 you, you you as a partner, you should get enjoyment out of seeing what makes your partner happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You should never see your partner happy and be like, ugh, right. get out of here with all your happiness.
1: <laughs> that's uh, so mean. I'm more
0: happy when you're unhappy. I mean, yeah. that's
1: and there's people that how think that wrong way. is that? Yeah. Ugh. That just makes me mad. <laughs> but I think that that's a good a good ending to t- today's topic. And um, as always, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, follow us on Instagram, like our Facebook page, um, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. We're on all of that. So we will talk to you next week. Thanks.